Hey friend, I'm so glad you're here. I pray that you come as you are and walk away feeling changed. And not because of me, but because of Jesus. In Christ, we are a new creation. We're no longer bound by our past or to do things the way we've always done them, or even the way the world tells us we should. In Him, we are remade and we have new life. So pull up a seat and open your heart as we grow in our walk together and focus on the type of health that's everlasting. Welcome to the Radiantly Healthy Podcast, where our focus is keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus and standing strong on God's promises as we navigate through the struggles of everyday life together. I'm your host, Jenny Chatama, and my goal is to inspire you, encourage you, and maybe even challenge you to make choices towards a more fulfilling life. Welcome, friend. We have got an exciting and full episode for you today. The Holy Spirit was just pouring on in. And so uh, we're actually going to take a look at the Old Testament a bit today. We're going to dive into Malachi in order to take our faith to the next level, to have this kind of level of faith, um, you know, where we are bold and where we are really living for the Lord. And, um, you know, so in the, in, in the book of Malachi, let me kind of set the stage just a little bit for you. So the Hebrew name Malachi actually means my messenger, or it may even kind of mean messenger of the Lord if Malachi is shortened from Malachi. And so it's just kind of suggested that Malachi, who was a prophet, his ministry was kind of intended to foreshadow that of the coming messenger, who was John the Baptist. Okay. And so what's kind of happening here as we uh, read a bit from Malachi 3. So while Malachi's peers were kind of free from like a blatant idolatry and they were following the doctrine, it wasn't leading necessarily to a heart change and they really weren't walking it out. And they would make these ethical compromises and kind of water down the demands of worship, of proper worship. And so Malachi's prophecy, when he comes on the scene, his prophecy is like a wake-up call to a renewed covenant fidelity. And basically, that's people loving God faithfully. So if you've got your Bibles and you want to open up, you can join me in Malachi 3.6. And it says, for I am the Lord, I do not change, but remain faithful to my covenant with you. That is why you, O sons of Jacob, have not come to an end. God is faithful, right? God is faithful. His position towards us does not change. He remains faithful to his covenant. Do 
But as Christians, are we really loving him faithfully? Think about that. Are you loving God faithfully? Are you faithful to God with your time, treasure, and talents? And I think like the people in Malachi's era, like maybe we're not like blatantly worshiping false gods, right? And maybe we, we go to church and we're a good person. But is there something that we're admiring or loving in our life more than God? Is what we're doing in our life through our time and our treasure and our talents, is that leading to a heart change? How are you walking out your faith? I think for the majority of us, you know, we spend lots of time wondering, like, how can I trust God, right? We worry about all the things, all the things. But can God trust that you'll be faithful to steward the things he's entrusted to you? Are you being faithful to him? Malachi 3, 6 says, For I am the Lord, I do not change, but remain faithful to my covenant with you. God is faithful. He remains faithful to his covenant. But are you being faithful to him? And I think in order to kind of uncover this, right, because I think we all have personal blind spots. Like I said, like maybe you go to church and, and you are a good person. But does that necessarily mean that you are being faithful to what God has entrusted to you. When we dive a bit deeper into this, let's talk about our time. Like, what do you, where do you spend the majority of your time? What do you spend the most time doing? I think this is a pretty easy way to spot some of those not so obvious idols. And the first one that really kind of comes to mind is social media. And for those of us that have an iPhone, like it will tell you how much time you're on your phone each week. And I can usually no, before that little reminder or that little message comes up at the end of the week that says, hey, your usage is up 43% from last week. 
because I'm probably feeling a little more anxious or a little bit more overwhelmed by things in my life, right? And I don't know if you know this or not, but there actually is a setting where you can set the amount of time that you allow for your social media apps. And so recently I've started setting a time limit. And you know, for me, I try and set the time limit to an hour a day on a couple different apps. And in all honesty, I'd really like to get that number down as well. But there was a recent study or a poll done by Forbes magazine that came out just this last July. And it said, on average, Americans are spending or spent, because this was for last year, Americans spent an average of 1,300 hours on social media. 1,300 hours throughout the year on social media. Think about that. Like if you break that down, I did some of the math. So that is like almost four hours a day. And if we break that down even more, it's 54 days of the year are spent on social media. Almost two months of your life is spent on social media. Like something tells me that that's not what God desires for us. That's not being a good steward of our time. What could you be doing with those 54 days? How could you be honoring God with that time? Another one I think is on TV. You know, there's just all this talk and all this hype about Netflix binging. I know people who spend an entire day watching show after show after show and just kind of mindlessly numbing out on TV. But maybe if we were taking these things to God, these heavy things to to God, maybe we wouldn't need to escape from our life. Or I hear a lot of people spending time on running their kids to different activities. The calendars are so full and so busy that they don't know if they're coming or they're going. And our kids and our spouses can very easily become an idol in our life. And that can be what's on the throne of our heart. But they were never intended to be our first love. And maybe even it maybe maybe the idol in your life isn't even your kids or your spouse, but it's like the idea of being the perfect mom or being the perfect wife. And and you just have it all together. And so your time is spent in trying to live up to that. 
Are you faithful to God with your time? Are you loving God faithfully with your time? With what you're doing each day? Are you being a good steward of your time? Something tells me that that God did not create us to spend almost two months of our life on social media. And we weren't created to spend days on end sitting in front of a TV. And we weren't designed to be so busy running from here to there that we miss God in the present. The Lord is unchanging and he is faithful to his covenant with you. But are you faithful to him? How about with your treasure, your finances? What are you doing with your money? Do you really need the latest household trends from Home Goods or Target in order for your house to be Pinterest worthy? Like, do you really need that? I don't see in scripture where it says that, you know, we have to keep up with the latest household trends. I don't see that. And I don't, I don't see where it says, you know, we. Our retirement fund needs to be our number one priority. Having a nest egg. But it also doesn't say that we just need to carelessly blow the money that we make either. Malachi 3.10 says, Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the window of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. You know, I recently was pretty challenged by God with my finances because that is definitely an area that God has been inviting me to grow. And I know I've shared this uh, a little bit on previous episodes, but, um, you know, in starting my own business, there is not a steady income coming in, okay? And so sometimes I don't know when money will come in. That's just kind of how it is. And so it really has 
challenged me to trust God in ways that I haven't in the past. And a big one being with money. You know, when you're used to having a salaried job and all of a sudden you don't have a steady paycheck, it can poke some holes in where you are or are not trusting God. And for me, it was showing me quite blatantly where I wasn't. And so I think I shared this a few episodes ago, but, um, you know, the Lord had invited me to give a large sum of money away to a neighbor in need. And what he shared with me at the time was that, how can I possibly put more into your hand when your fist is closed? And God promises that if his people become faithful in presenting their full tithe, which is 10%, specifically in Malachi, he's talking about that this desperately needed rain will come. Because at that time, there was this drought, there was no rain, and the crops were failing, and there was pestilence, which, if you're unfamiliar with that word, it's a, like a, just a very deadly, overwhelming disease that affects the community. And this was happening during Malachi's time. And what God was saying was that, you know, he was really challenging the people to give that tithe, even though maybe they're looking around and they can't see how it's possible, but he was challenging them to give the tithe that they owed him and watch to see if he would be faithful to his promise. And God promises to meet all of our needs. All of them. He is faithful to his covenant. But are you faithful to God with your treasure? Are you faithful to God with your money? Are you faithful to God with your income? When we talk about tithing in this 10%, it's 10% right off the top. It's not 10% if I make this. It's not when I make this amount, then I will start tithing. God desires for us to give that 10% back to him, back to the church. But are you being faithful to God with your finances? Are you really being a good steward of your money? You know, when... When we worry about money, I mean, essentially, we are doubting God's ability to provide. Yes, we have the responsibility to show up and go to work each day. That responsibility rests on our shoulders. Put those feet in action and get to work. But the ultimate provider, the one who promises to meet all of our needs is God. And he's faithful. But are you being faithful to what he entrusts to you?
What about with your talents? The gifts that God has given you, the abilities. We spend so much time doubting who we are, questioning our worth, not loving who we are. And most of us stop before we even start. We quit before we get started. We give up and we give in to the voice that says, you can't do this. And we never tap into our God-given potential. This might not be new news to you, but the enemy doesn't want you to understand how amazing you truly are and how wildly talented you are. Because not only is that life changing for you, it's world changing and kingdom impacting. Are you being faithful to the talents that God's given you? Just like we have a responsibility to show up and go to work each day, we have a responsibility to utilize the gifts and talents that God has given to us. They were intended for His glory. God is faithful. His position towards you does not change. His promises remain true. But are you loving him faithfully? Is there something in your life that you are admiring or loving more than God? Stop being okay with the bare minimum. Yes, we want to go to church each week. Yes, we want to be a good person, but that's not all. We want the type of faith that leads to a heart change. We want to walk it out in everything that we do. Instead of asking, can I trust God? Start asking, can God trust me? to be faithful? Am I really stewarding the things that he's entrusted to me? It's time for us to wake up. Wake up to the type of faith that God desires for us. to hold up our end of the covenant. Stop settling for second best and start living God's best for our life. 
Because when we're faithful to Him, we are filled with purpose. And that brings peace, joy, and contentment into our life. Let's pray. Father, I just, we thank you, Father, that you are faithful. We thank you that your love for us is unchanging. We thank you that your promises are true. We thank you that um, you remain faithful to your covenant. I ask, Lord, that we would be bold in walking out this faith that you have called us to that our feet would get into action and that we would desire to honor and worship you with our time and our treasure and our talents. Giving you the glory and leading others to you. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for hanging with me today. See ya. Thank you for supporting the Radiantly Healthy podcast. If today's episode has impacted you, I'd love for you to subscribe, leave a review, and share with someone that needs a little extra encouragement and a whole lot of Jesus. Also, I have more free resources available for you to encourage you on your journey towards greater health, healing, and wholeness. You can find all of this, plus the services that I offer, over at JennyChatama.com.